Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Well, we're going to continue our sermon series today entitled Unstoppable God. Unstoppable God. And we're going to go right to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, verse 11. What it says is, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. I'll read it again. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give his life or give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Praise God, and, and, and thank you for your word, God. And, and, and there's a statement up here that I want us to keep in mind as we are, as we're uh, going through this sermon. It says this, Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He did not come to the world to make bad people good. That's, that wasn't his purpose. He came to make dead people alive. How many were dead at one time and are now alive? And when I talk about in the, in the physical, we're talking in the spirit. See, because there's a world that we live in, there's a culture that's out there that, that its intent is to literally kill your spirit. Literally kill your spirit. And, and many, in fact, too many of us walk around this world, with, we're walking around, and, and, but on the inside, our spirit is dead. Our spirit is dead, and, and Jesus came to give us hope and to revive that dead spirit so that we will be effective in his kingdom. I don't know about you, but I want to be effective in his kingdom. How many want to be effective in the kingdom of God? I'm here to remind you, it doesn't matter what your story is, it doesn't matter how much pain or how many times people have let you down, I'm telling you today that God has great purpose for you in his kingdom. And if we're preaching that he is unstoppable, then we should be showing some unstoppableness in us. There should be some of him inside of us. There should be some stuff that's stirring inside of us that is also unstoppable. He didn't die on a cross just so we get saved. He died on a cross so that we would experience some of his unstoppableness. That when we come across some broken people, we can speak life into them. That when we come across some other people who are dead in the spirit, we can recognize that death and speak life into those spirits, right? How many people know that we work around some people who are dead in the spirit, right? Doesn't mean God doesn't love them. Doesn't mean that they don't have purpose. It just means that they need revival in their life. They need a, a life-giving uh, Holy Spirit to come and revive them so that they can begin to experience the unstoppable one. For the last two weeks, we've been talking about this theme. In the first week, we kind of just touched on, on, on God's power and Jesus, how he walked around and, and he did so many miracles and, and, and he was unstoppable, right? Like the, the only thing that stopped him was himself, right? He limited himself. And, and we'll touch a little bit on that, but last week we also talked about how how do we become unstoppable? How do we uh, get to walk around with some of the same power that Jesus had? And, and, and a major part of that is getting the Word of God inside of us, right? It's about getting the Word of God. It's about meditating on His Word. It's about spending time in His Word. And, and we talked a little bit how everything in this world 
is there to distract you from opening God's word. And, and if you want to become an unstoppable because you want him to reside in you, you have to be intentional. This just doesn't happen. You have to be very intentional. It's like going to the gym. If you're not intentional about going to the gym, you're probably not going to go. How many are with me? Right? Man, last night, I'm going to be honest, I had some apple pie, and I probably shouldn't have had that. You know, I, I was, I needed to be intentional and say no, right? But it was there. In fact, when I get home, I'm going to have to throw it away because it's still there. But we have to be intentional right? to do the right thing. And in order to get to God's word, it's not like it's going to happen naturally. Because we are living in a sinful world and we come into a sinful world, right? Every one of us was born into sin. None of us are exempt for that, from that. We have a sinful nature that is in us. We all battle temptations. We all have struggles. Uh, but but and, you know, although our struggles are very unique, they're still the same. Like, like we can look at some other folks and man, they don't even struggle. Yeah, 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 they do. Their struggle may not look like their struggle, but we all have struggles. No one is exempt. I said in the first service that my parents are here. Nelson and Gloria, my parents are Chicago. And I used to hate when my mom said this, but my mom always said, life is rough, Mark, and then you die. So hopeful, right? Thanks, Mom. But it's true, man. Life is rough. It's not easy, man. There's some high times. There's some times when we're low. There's times when we're a mess. And, and, and no one is exempt because life isn't easy. It's not easy when you serve the Lord. It's not easy when you don't serve the Lord. But when you're serving the Lord, you have access to the unstoppable one. And when you have access to the unstoppable one and you take advantage of that, then all of a sudden some things in your life that were stoppable become unstoppable. That's why we're here today. We're here to share with you that there's an unstoppable one who loves you, that is for you, that is able to do the impossible in your life. You know, you see me standing up here, and, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that just because I'm here standing doesn't mean that I'm, not, that I'm exempt. I am not exempt. It doesn't make me better than you that I'm standing up here. I need God as much as you need God. I need his mercy, his grace, and his truth in my life as much as you need it. I need intervention from the Holy Spirit every day. I need intervention from God for my marriage. I need intervention from God for my children. I need intervention from God when I'm at work. I need intervention from God when I'm on my way to work. I need intervention from God when I'm in the shower. I need intervention from God when I'm in church. I need intervention from God and so do you. I need the unstoppable one in my life. It is those moments in my life when I begin to depend on my own strength that I become vulnerable. How many know what I'm talking about? Some vulnerable moments when we take things into our own hands, when we start making some decisions without consulting the unstoppable one that make us vulnerable. Thank God for his mercy, right? Can we just give him thanks for his mercy? His grace and his mercy are just amazing. If you don't know what mercy is, mercy is not getting what you deserve. So if you deserve something and, and God's mercy says, you suppose you should get punishment, but I'm going to have mercy upon you. So many times in my life, just when I thought I had it all together and I'm like, I'm good now. 
I'm good. Life will throw a curveball and something happens and I wasn't prepared for it and all of a sudden I am no longer in control. And these moments will happen and as soon as you get past one, get ready because there's another one coming. And it is in these moments where we have to really put our faith into action. Really really dig down and, and deep and say, well, who am I putting my faith in? Am I putting my faith in my own self? Am I putting my faith in my job? Am I putting my faith in, 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 in maybe my spouse? And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we put some pressure on our spouse that they were never intended to carry, right? I know I, know I do that. Sometimes I put pressure on my wife. And she just stepped out. I put pressure on her. And sometimes she does the same. You know, we, we do that because sometimes the expectation, right, is really high. You know, maybe it's our children that we have expectations. Or maybe it's our parents that we have these high expectations of. Man, they're going to fail you. It don't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they're against you. But we fail each other because we are not perfect. There's only one who's unstoppable. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and as we put our faith in him, all of a sudden, that same spirit, can we just go back to that verse? The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead begins to live inside of you, and all of a sudden, that thing that was impossible for you becomes possible. That relationship that was totally destroyed, all of a sudden, the unstoppable one comes in, and he breathes life into it, if you let him. All of a sudden, that person you could not what, forgive, all of a sudden, because he is in you, you can go and you can ask for forgiveness, or, or, or you can receive, right? You can receive someone else asking you for forgiveness. There's times, and, and I know many of you can relate to this. You can lie to, to me if you want, but, but you know that this is true. There's times and relationships in life that you need to go and say, I'm sorry, even when you were wrong. And we learn this here all the time. When you ask somebody for forgiveness, you're not just freeing them. You're freeing yourself. Even if they hurt you. Even if they hurt you. And that only happens when the unstoppable one begins to reside in you. He begins to change the way you think. He begins to what break down that bitterness that's inside of our heart, that anger, uh, those things that we feel for each other sometimes that are not of him. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he'll give you the same spirit. It's in us if we take advantage of it. How many know that, 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 that God has something more for your life? How many want something more from God? If you can't say it or admit it, there's a, there's a struggle inside of you. There's a struggle inside of you. I just feel that right now, that there's some people in here, I'm not judging you, but there's some people who are struggling with that. Because we want to do our own thing. We want to live out our own plan. But I'll tell you, your plan in comparison to God is measly, tiny, and it's none com it doesn't compare to his plan. I don't care how grand your dreams are. They pale in comparison to God's dreams for your life for God's purpose in your life. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care where you go. I don't care how much you travel. I don't care how many women you sleep with or how many men you sleep with. It does not compare to the plan that God has for your life. He is unstoppable. He is unstoppable. Would you let him be unstoppable in your life? Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. 
He came to make dead people alive. Dead people alive. I don't know about you, but I, I've been dead many times in my life. I had to be revived in the spirit. Some spiritual CPR, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like, don't touch him. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to the story. Let's go to the story. I just want to go there right now. Glory to Jesus. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is doing some stuff in people's lives right now in your heart. Storing something in your heart. Glory to Jesus. Let's go back to the story. Jesus, creator of the universe, up in heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And they look down at humanity and they realize how broken humanity is. Humanity is a mess. Humanity is is bitter, humanity is discouraged, humanity is hurting, in pain, sick, hopeless, full of pride, full of anger, hate, depression. Does that sound familiar to you? Does it sound like the world we live in today? It does. Jesus looks down, Father God looks down, and Jesus, God says, somebody got to go. You know you got to go. And Jesus says, well, I'm, I'll, I'll go. In all of his glory, in all of his deity of being God, all of a sudden Jesus becomes and, and, and limits himself and becomes a human. He chooses to take on human form. He was born of a virgin. At 30 years old of walking on this earth, his ministry begins. He's baptized by his cousin John and, and all of a sudden he goes to the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil himself. During his ministry after that, he performs numerous miracles where the lame walk and the blind see, where those who are possessed by devils are liberated and delivered in his name. He casts them out in Jesus' name. He lays hands on the lame and they walk. He lays hands on the blind and they see. All these miracles are happening around that there's hungry people and he feeds 3,000. On another occasion, there's hungry people and he feeds 5,000. On another occasion, there is a storm and he says, Peace, be still. There's some dead people that he resurrects in the physical. He prospers some things. All these amazing things he begins to do while he's walking on earth over these 33 years that he walks on earth. While he's doing that, he's teaching us how to live. He speaks with truth. He speaks with grace. He speaks with, with mercy. He's able to do that. He's still, as you, as you read, if you, even if you grab the Bible and just read the red lettering, if you get a Bible and you see the red letters, Jesus' words, if all you did was pick up the Bible and read the red words, your life will be transformed. Because it's the unstoppable one who is speaking in those red words. While he was walking, he corrected some people. He loved some people. He was falsely accused by the very same people he came to save. Beaten, accused, tortured. Physicians say that most people would have died just by the torture that he endured. Before he even got to the cross, he had very little skin left on his back. He was unrecognizable because of the beatings that he took. 
His beard, the Bible tells us, was torn from his face and thorns were placed in his skull. Nails were placed also in his feet and in his hands. Yet he was still unstoppable. Yet he was still unstoppable. Historians also say that, that at, he came to earth at the worst time uh, in history. It was the, the worst time ever in human history because capital punishment was at its worst. Execution and torture were at their worst. He suffered the worst death a human being in his body could, could endure. His body was totally demolished for you and me, yet he was still unstoppable. He carried your sin while he was on that cross. He carried that on his heart as he hung there. The sight of Jesus was most likely deplorable and, and unimaginable, yet on that cross, he spoke some of the greatest, most powerful words that have ever been spoken in the course of human history. In the midst of all his agony, in the midst of him carrying our sin, your sin and my sin, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah, let's give him a hand clap for that. Towards the end, the uh, soldiers took a, a spear and they pierced his heart right under his ribs. And the Bible tells us that, that, that blood and water came out because he had no blood left. Jesus broke or died of a broken heart. Even after he was taken off of that cross and, and literally put in a borrowed grave because he didn't have his own grave, there was one more thing that had to happen in order for you and I to be able to experience his unstoppableness. There was one more thing that had to happen in order for you and I to have access to his hope, to his future, to healing, to deliverance, to peace, to true life, and a connection with God. Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 6 says this. But very early on Sunday, the women went to the tomb, taking spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men who were angels appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and they bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He is not here, for he has risen from the dead. These two women went to honor Jesus. They went to go put spices on his body. That's what that their, their culture and the ritual was. And, and when they get there, they find it empty. And, and then they find two angels appear to them. And what the angels are saying, don't you know who we're talking about? Do you realize who you're looking for? Don't you know and remember that he is unstoppable? Don't you know that no, no death, no lie, no curse stands in the way of Jesus. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of my life. And I give him honor today. And I know those angels are like, don't you know who he is? He's good. He's faithful. He's all powerful. No grave can hold him back. He has risen from the dead. 
Jesus, the only one who ever has, the only one who ever will conquer death. You and I will die sometime. Even, unless the Lord takes us before that. But if we're all going to die and, and none of us will be able to take our own life back. When my day comes, don't try and revive me. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I want to go. I want to go. When God says it's my time, it's my time. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Jesus conquered death. He conquered the grave. He's the only one who took back his own life. The Bible says that he burst out of that grave in all of his glory, in all of his power. And I know that the devil in hell, every demon who floats around this earth, shook for a moment because the unstoppable one, all oh, he brought is power. All oh, he brought hope. He brought life. He brought the spirit that wants to reside in you. There's some unstoppableness that God has for your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. For no, oh, oh. Don't miss what God has for you for some junk that this world has to offer you. What the world offers you is temporary. It's only for a moment. Oh, and then, oh God. But what God offers you is forever. It's forever. It's beyond your wildest imagination. Glory to Jehovah. I need some people to intercede right now. See, 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 church, there's still power in the blood of Jesus. There is still power in the blood of Jesus. No devil, no lie, no curse can get in his way. And, and see, we need to start sharing that. We need to start living that. There is a world out there who's lost. Lost. Full of lies. Full of confusion. And we have peace and everlasting power that we're supposed to be sharing. This world is longing to see the unstoppable one in your life. Jesus didn't come to the world to make people, bad people, good. He came to make dead people alive. Can we put that up there? I need you to get that in your spirit. We've always been bad. We always have this simple nature. We all come short of his glory. His purpose is much greater than just making you good. His purpose is about making you unstoppable, like him. And as we surrender to him, all of a sudden that same spirit that burst him out of the grave begins to move through our lives. And I'll tell you today, there's, I know the enemy's lying to some people right now, saying, hope, it's just saying, get out of here. If you don't listen, you let this service in. Don't listen to that message. We'll be out of here before you know it. I know, I know that the whole that the enemy is talking to some people right now, saying if this will be over soon, and we'll be back to, to business as usual. We'll be back to you. This will be over in a second. This will be over in a second. We'll get past this and we'll go back to business as usual, living dead spiritual lives. Let me tell you, he burst out of that grave so you would have life and life abundant. Not to be walking around weak, tired, dead. 
some negative spirits in here right now. We take dominion over you right now in Jesus' name. We proclaim the blood of Jesus in this place over our minds, our hearts, in Jesus' name. Oh, there comes a time. There comes a time when we got to take authority. We got to stand up, pull up our bootstraps and say, come on, devil, let's have this house. See, because I serve the unstoppable one. You and no devil is getting in my way. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Glory to Jesus. Church, can we just stand in this place right now? Glory to Jesus. We submit to you, Lord, Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Glory to Jesus. The truth shall set you free. Many of us need to be reminded of this truth today. Because we lack freedom. Found by the enemy's lies. Found by the world's lies. Found and controlled. Limited by what people have said about you. When God is telling us today, I'm unstoppable, can't no grave hold me back, and I want to give you some unstoppableness. I want you to represent me well out there. I want to flow through you. I want to use you. Glory to Jesus. John 10, 10 says this, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. I'm here to tell you there's some people in here who need to be reminded that you, you were created for abundance. Not to just get by. Not to barely make it. You need to stop listening to the lies that people have placed over you. Maybe it was a parent or, or a grandparent or a teacher who cursed you and said, you're not worth anything. You're not smart. You'll never amount to nothing. I'm going to cancel those words today. You were fearfully made by an all-powerful God who cares about you who loves you like no one else will love you, who gave up his life so we would be part of the unstoppable kingdom. So Lord, we honor you. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we honor you and give you glory and I thank you, God. There's nothing too big for you, God. Nothing stands in your way. Thank you, God, for your presence in this place. I thank you, God, because you are bringing clarity to many of us here today. Clearing our minds. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your presence is uncomparable, God. 
Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.